Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello, and welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. I am so thrilled to look at Psalm 27, verse 8 with you today. And I'm also pretty excited to have my dear friend Crystal Wright back with me today. Hi, Crystal. How are you? I'm good. It's good to one, see you. Oh, good to see you too. And I would love for you, if you would, to start us off by reading our verse that we've been meditating on this past week, Psalm 27, 8. Yes, I'm reading from the NIV, and it says, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Mm. What a powerful declaration in the midst of all the circumstances we discussed last week that King David finds himself literally surrounded by an army. And our best guess from studying the history and the context of this passage is that he was physically running from an army, specifically from King Saul, who was threatening his life and terribly jealous of his anointing, knowing that David would be crowned the next king. So this is a man that very much understands opposition, a man that understands the reality of fear and anxiety, possibly on a whole different level than many of us have ever experienced before. So Crystal, as you have meditated on this verse where David is crying out to the Lord, hey, you've asked me to seek your face. So here I am. I'm going to do just this one thing that you've asked of me. What is it that speaks to your heart? And what, what is it about this verse that you have already applied as you've been meditating on this passage this past week? Yeah, I hope it's okay. I want to share a little bit of backstory of Mm. this psalm and specifically this verse and what the Lord has been teaching me over the last year because I think verse 8 is really the second half to verse 4 that Mm. we talked about last week um, where we really came to that truth and that conclusion that the Lord is is better and more significant than our circumstances. And so that's why we're going to seek his face. And I think verse eight um, is really the second piece to that. And so just to share a little bit of, of personal backstory is 2020 has been a year of a lot of significant personal loss for me and had nothing to do with what was going on in the world or the concerns around COVID. In fact, Um, In some ways, what I was going through personally overshadowed the pandemic Mm. to a level where I sort of had to remind myself on occasion, oh my goodness, that's right, we're we're going through this massive thing as a a nation and and, and even as a, a world. So I came to Psalm 27 really from a place in my heart and not from a place where I was just getting in God's word and doing my normal study. I... It was more of a cry of desperation to at, and asking the Lord, I need something in your word. Mm. I need a lifeline. I need you to show me something that is true. And Psalm 27 is actually the chapter that he gave me. And so I've been really continually in this chapter, meditating on it over the last year, sometimes reading it multiple times a day, reading it in the middle of the night. And that's not because I'm super spiritual. It's because I 
was desperate for the Mm. Lord to speak to me. And, you know, people talk about having those times in life where it feels like the bottom has dropped out. And Mm. that's what 2020 was for me. And I felt like I was watching, you know, one area after another in my life um, just disappearing and I needed something to hold on to. And for me, the Lord gave me Psalm 27 and he planted me in verse four that we talked about, which was just that truth that despite my circumstances, Lord, you, you are everything. And so I'm making that choice, even though I don't feel like it, I'm making that choice to say, okay, Lord, um, I do want you and I need you to show up for me. And what I found over the last year is even though I had made that choice in my heart, that it was really difficult to walk that out on a day-to-day basis because there were many days and many moments where it felt like my circumstances and the hurt and the questions and the suffering felt a lot more real than the Lord. And it felt like as much as I wanted to stand firm in my faith, I honestly felt on many days I didn't even have the strength to do that. And so I found myself in that place over and over of like, okay, Lord, I'm choosing to believe that your word and your promises are real and powerful, but this is hard. And so God gave me verse eight as that second promise to what we find in verse four. And I read it in the NIV and it says, I'll just read it again. My heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. Mm. And what I found happening, um, as I just came before the Lord over the last year is I found that there would be these moments throughout the day when I was getting totally overwhelmed with my emotions and my fear and the circumstances around me. And I would hear the scripture come up and I would hear the Lord literally just speaking to me, Crystal, Mm. seek my face. Mm. Or I would, I would hear it just running through my head okay, heart, seek his face, seek the Mm. Lord's face. And what the Lord showed me is that it's not about my ability to be strong and have willpower and stand in the truth of verse four. It's about being a child and being needy and responding to the voice of the Lord Mm. and invitation that he gives. And I'm really, I'm a receiver. I don't, I don't, declare God is faithful and and stand in that on my own, I get to respond to the fact that he is going to continually meet us in those moments, even though we've maybe already declared, okay, I want you more than I want anything else, Lord. He's the one that actually gives us the ability to stay in that promise and to stay in that truth. You know, some versions actually translate it, the Lord said to me, mm-hmm. let your heart seek my face. Mm-hmm. The NIV says, my heart said to me, seek my seek my face. But I think the literal translation is, it's the Lord that's calling out to our hearts saying, okay, I'm here, seek my face again. And then David is responding to the Lord, prompting his heart and saying, David, I'm still here. I know it's hard. I'm still here. Seek my face. And then David's giving that declaration back, that reminder of, okay, yes, your Lord, I'm I've put my heart on you. I've set my face to you. That was a game changer for me because Mm. I actually was able to stand in the truth of wanting the Lord more than anything else because the Lord was continually giving me the strength to do that and continually calling my heart back when I wasn't even 
cognizant of the fact that I I needed to put my face back on the Lord. And mm. so it gave me this completely different posture um, of just being a receiver and letting God speak to me and then just responding to him really, really like a little girl. And that's how I felt through much of this last year, like a little girl who needed God to show up and to answer. Mm. Crystal, thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thank you for showing us a tangible example of how we can apply God's word to our lives. And as you were sharing, two things came to me. The first was what you're describing goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. We were created like Adam and Eve. We have the same DNA as Adam and Eve. We were created spiritually to have a face-to-face intimate relationship with a God who created us. And I'm watching with you in this psalm how in verses 1 through 7, there's this declaration, you know, King David saying, this is who God is, and this is what I choose, which is what we chose last week, that he would be our one thing, that we would desire him more than anything else. But then I also see from what you're sharing, and I see here in this passage, that the distractions, the reality of the world came in. Something happened between verses 1 through 7 and then verse 8 here, because we see David having a crisis of fear and anxiety, basically saying, I need God for you to remind me, and I need to remind myself of what is true. And the only way that I'm going to do that is by going back to my original created design, which is face-to-face intimacy with you. When we go through times of crisis, it's not enough to know him intellectually. We need to experience him intimately. And that's what I'm hearing you say is that you had a choice in 2020. The crisis that you went through, the bottom dropping out of your life, as you described it, could have driven you away from your faith. And it would have if God was a religious idea, Mm -hmm. if he was a figurehead, if he was an abstract, faraway God that you didn't know personally and intimately as Jehovah. And when I read this verse, when I, when I hear David crying out, you said, seek my face and I'm responding to you, God, I am, and I will seek your face. It throws me back to Jeremiah 29, 13 and Deuteronomy 4, 29, both, which are promises. And I, and I feel like he's reminding himself from these old Testament promises, what is true. Both of those verses are saying, God is saying to us, his people, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And it's not a finding as if we never knew him. It's a finding as in reminding us in the middle of our impossibilities that he is faithful. Remember, he's saying, Come back to me and find that I am faithful today in your circumstance, no matter how impossible, no matter how overwhelming, that I am that same faithful God, David. I am that same faithful God, Crystal, that I was in Jeremiah 29, 13, in Deuteronomy 4, 29. And if you will know me intimately and you will seek my face passionately, you will find hope and you will find joy even. Mm-hmm. because those crises that we experience, if nothing else, they drive us into a deeper relationship with him. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. It, as, as much as it was the worst year you could possibly imagine, humanly speaking, what happened in your relationship with him was this beautiful garden of growth that was cultivated in the middle of that sorrow and that grief. 
Absolutely. I think sometimes we come even to our Christian walk with the Lord with a, a sense of our part. What it is? What is it that I have to do to be faithful like David was faithful or to not get overwhelmed by my circumstances? And we can try to do that in our own flesh and it's impossible and it's exhausting and the anxiety is still there. And I think that's the most beautiful thing that I may have known this truth before, but I've never experienced or walked it out like the Lord walked it out with me over the last year where I had no strength to even turn my face to the Lord. And it was his voice and his gentleness and his calling to me in those moments where he literally relifted my head up, said, Crystal, I'm here. And then I found myself being able to just respond to him. And that takes the pressure off. And I think if we don't look at this whole chapter with that understanding that it is even the Lord's work in us that allows us to respond and put our focus on him, we will go into performance. We will go into religion. We will try to willpower our way into, I'm standing strong like David did, but you know, and and it just takes the pressure off. The Lord is so gentle and so faithful, and he will continue patiently over and over and over to come to us and call us back to himself. Amen. Crystal, thank you so much for so succinctly helping us to understand how we might apply this truth, this specific verse in our own lives. So would you go ahead and would you put the choice out there for our listeners in this coming week as we all respond together on King David's plea here in Psalm 27, verse 8. You know, what comes to my mind when I think about the choice is it, it takes me back to a trip that I took about 10 years ago. I traveled with some dear friends to India, and we were in this classroom with kids aged like 4 to 12, and it was a Christian school, and we were just there visiting. And at the end, they asked if we would pray mm. for the children, and you know, in America, when we say we're going to pray, we bow our heads, we close our eyes, we fold our hands. That's our posture of prayer. So I wasn't expecting what was going to happen. But when they said we were going to close in prayer, all the children stood up and they put their hands out in front of them like they were getting ready to receive something. And they actually turned their faces upwards towards the ceiling and they keep their eyes open. And it was this picture so beautiful of this posture of receiving and expecting that the Lord was there to give them something. Mm. And so the choice that I would encourage people is the Lord wants to communicate and he's going to communicate to you. Mm. And when his spirit communicates to you, if you can just be in that beautiful posture of receiving, and if all you can say is respond back like David and say, yes, Lord, I'm in agreement with you. I'm going to put my face back on you and I'm going to seek you, but do it out of a posture of receiving. I think you will find so much freedom and so much hope in being in that posture instead of a posture where you feel like you're striving to Mm. seek the face of God. That just makes me giddy what you just shared. I love that (laughs) so much. Expectancy. We can go into our time seeking his face, knowing he's already pursuing us. And we can expect that he, as we come to him and we desire to seek his face, that he is going to speak. And then the biblical promise that we have along with that is John 10, 27. Jesus himself referring to us as his sheep says, hey, I talk to my sheep. My sheep Mm -hmm. hear my voice. They know my voice and they follow me. 
because they know my voice. I'm going to talk to you because you're my sheep, Crystal. I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to meet with you the same way that I met with King David, the same way that I met with Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden. You can expect to hear from me. You can expect that I'm going to show up for you. Even when your heart is breaking, even when your world is falling apart, I'm going to be there. I'm never going to abandon you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm always going to show up for you. So I agree with that choice. I agree that we need to go with expectancy when we seek his face, that he is going to speak. He is going to show up. He's going to continue to be that good shepherd that he promised he is in John 10, 27. Crystal, thank you so much for sharing with us this week. I would like to have one more week here in this chapter. There's so much here to unpack, and I really feel in my spirit like we need to meditate on and unpack verse 14 of Psalm 27, the same Psalm, but the last verse, verse 14 for next week. So Crystal, if you would come back yet again, I would really, really (laughs) appreciate it because I really feel like we have a lot more to just discover together as we wait expectantly on the Lord this week. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you are faithful I thank you that you are the same God to us that you were to King David, that he could go running to you when he was surrounded by a great army and he would say, God, I've lost my way. I've lost my focus. I'm going to do the one thing and seek your face. That's all I know to do. And I thank you that like King David, you call us into that relationship, that deeper place with you, oftentimes through circumstances that we would never choose. I thank you for desiring to meet with us in the exact same way that you desired to meet with Adam and Eve in the garden. And I thank you that we can come to you with expectancy today because you are the same God that promised us through your son in John 10, 27, that we will hear you, that you will show up for us. And like you promise us in both Deuteronomy and Jeremiah, that when we seek you with all of our hearts, we will find you. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your faithfulness in Crystal's life. And I thank you for your faithfulness in the life of every listener. Lord, I pray that we would see you, see your faithfulness and hear your voice regardless of the challenges and the difficulties that we face today. And it is in the strong and powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyander. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.